Welcome to Strategic Moves with Lou. I'm Mike Hendren. I am a broadcaster and also a licensed real estate agent. And with us, sitting right here in the middle, is Lou Italis. He's the broker with Strategic Realty here in Wichita Falls, Texas, hence the name Strategic Moves with Lou. Lou, how you doing? <laughs> good, good. It's a beautiful day in America today. It, it is all, it's always a beautiful day in America. <laughs> We woke up today and, and the sun was shining. Yeah. And it's yep. always shining as far as I'm concerned. And the well, stock market's crazy. And the stock market's crazy. But one thing, we're going to talk, we're here to talk about real estate. We're here to talk about all the things that go along with it. And there are so many topics we can cover. And we're going to try to hit something new each, you know, each episode of this that we do, something new and different each time. But there's no shortage of information that we can cover with the audience out here. Absolutely none whatsoever. And so we're just going to get right into it here. You've got a couple of guests you brought with you here to the yes, studio today. And, uh, well, here to my uh, right, left, right? Depending You're on right. Where, okay. right. You're right. My right <laughs> uh, is Lanelle Kruger. She is one of my agents over at Strategic Realty. Um, go ahead. Hello. Tell us who you are. <laughs> I'm, Introduce yourself. I'm Lanelle Kruger. I've been in real estate three years, a little longer than three years. Uh, I uh, I enjoy it. She's one of my uh, go-to real estate agents for anything and everything r- um, rental, rental-wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I've got a rental, I know that she'll she's right on top of it. And she's you know that's probably something a lot a lot of people realtor. don't think about with real estate agents mm-hmm. is rentals. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use you can utilize the services of a real estate agent if you're looking to rent or rent to own or anything like that. You can utilize the services of a real estate agent to get that done for you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that uh, just finding a rental can be harder than finding a home to buy. Right, it can be a real challenge. And, I mean, now that you mentioned rent-to-own, just as an FYI to the audience, rent-to-own are not enforceable. So if you right. ever get into a situation where you're you're thinking about doing a rent-to-own, don't do it. It's never advisable. You want to do, you can do an owner finance, which is a little bit different. Right. But don't do a rent-to-own because as far as the court is concerned, it is not a valid contract. And this is why you employ the services of a real estate <laughs> professional to get these questions answered yes. and get them answered correctly every time. Now, who's our other guest here with us today? Here we have Jody, and she is with Landmark Title, one of our local title companies here, and they are excellent services. Jody, yeah. so wanna- Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Landmark. Uh, well, I'm Jody Bessie. I've been at Landmark almost five years. Uh-huh. Um, I'm an owner, but I also do a little bit of everything. So I was in the oil and gas title industry for 12 years before I went to work at Landmark. So I've been, I can read title on anything. She's my um, expert. Anytime <laughs> I have a really big problem that I need to deal with, I call Jody. <laughs> yeah, I do closings. Um, I've got escrow girls that do the processing but mainly I just kind of run everything and like Lou said if somebody has a problem or something they don't understand with the the title issue they call me so right right and that's yeah that's you're the you're an excellent expert to have <laughs> for so anybody whenever to you have decide that you want one of the biggest problems that we have in this industry is really um with when it comes to titles and getting a clear title so mm. if you if you decide that you want to sell your property and you've never sold it before or uh, you might have some sort of issue, 
you um, definitely want to make sure that you have a clear title. Right. And there, there's so many different variations of what can happen. I mean, you when you bought the house, if it, if this if this is the first house that you bought and you bought it using a title company, then the the likelihood of there being an issue is is very nil. Very very little issues will happen if you use a title company. But if you purchased it through an attorney, or it, you know, I mean, if you just had a friend write up a deed for you, then there are going to be some issues on the title. Um, that yeah, that's what a lot of people I think don't understand is well, why do I need a title? policy. Well, because you don't want to buy a piece of property that has a federal tax lien against it because it transfers. It stays with the property. Or a mowing lien. Mowing I mean, lien, anything, yeah. Or, or you know, what is it, child support lien on it, too. I mean, child support can also be an, a factor. I've, I have even had customers that had a hospital lien for a hospital visit that they didn't even do in this state that was filed here in the state. Yeah. And then now they, now they got to pay this $7,000 hospital bill and they didn't even know that they were sued for it or or whatever the case is. We get that a lot. Well, you know, my neighbors had this house forever. I trust them. Well, you may trust them, but you don't have any idea what's been filed against them, you know, while they've lived there. Um, One big deal you and I talk about, there's MERP liens, um, which is a whole nother subject, but it's basically if somebody passes away that we're in a facility with Medicaid, they can right. file a there lien. People don't know that. I, I've had some that come back 20 years and they're like, well, she's been gone. It doesn't matter. Those MERP liens don't go anywhere. The government wants their money. The, right. here, here's, here's one little funny uh, story, but there's certain things that you really understand in the real estate world, like words. We understand words, right? You know, an (laughs) affidavit of airship makes sense. You can, you know, it's an affidavit of airship. Um, But there's one specific type of title or deed that um, you put those three words together and you wouldn't even think that it would make any sense. I mean, you know the word lady, you know the word, you know, the word bird, and you also know the word deed. But if you put a lady bird deed word together, you don't know that that actually makes a thing, <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, and, and people don't know these different types of deeds that there are. I mean, there's a special warranty deed. There's a quick, there's claim. A quick claim deed. There's deed with a, no warranty. Right. And yeah. a special warranty deed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the term lady bird deed, does it actually get its name from Lady Bird Johnson? No, it does not. Okay, because someone because someone asked me this very question recently, and they, they they said I've heard about this ladybird deed, and I said I know a little bit about it. Uh, I haven't had a lot of experience with it yet myself. And they said, was well, that name for Ladybird, which Ladybird Johnson was the uh, first lady uh, Johnson, uh, uh, President Johnson's wife in the 1960s, uh, President Lyndon Johnson. That was his wife. I said, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's anything to do with it. So, how does it get its name, and what is it exactly? I don't know really what, how it got the term, but I try to look at it as like a free bird. So, um, I'm getting of age, and I don't want to deed my house right now. I still right. want to live in the house. Um, I put a ladybird deed on my house where I go ahead and transfer the, you know, in a deed, say ownership. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave ownership to my daughter. Right. But as long as I live here, I still have control over it. But with that type so of deed estate, in place, you have, you have life estate. Yeah. Right. But with that ty- that type of deed in place, the moment you draw your last breath, whomever you've assigned that to, it transfers, it transfers immediately to that individual or yes. individuals if it's more than one child, well, for example. It's already or, been transferred. That's what she's yeah. saying is that she's are, it's are, the, the deed has already been transferred. The only thing that's not transferred is the life estate. 
Right. It basically okay. cuts out probating because it, it transfers. Right. It helps um, with taxes. You know, you don't have to pay an inheritance tax on it. Um, it it's, there's four or five different things that it's people do it so it's easier. Right. Um, and a lot of title companies don't really accept them. So it, what's it, that? We accept them as... I mean, as long as there's not any issues with the property, they're they're good in the state of Texas. Um, the other thing, quick claim deeds are oh, yeah. are a those are a big but in the, for the, most places. The state of Texas, <laughs> though, uh, the laws have changed where uh, we can accept quick claim deeds in say divorce cases because a lot of times you're not going to get the ex to come sign out of title. Compliance but as long as as long as the divorce states that the property transferred the quick claim deed is acceptable but other than that no and the reason it's not acceptable is because it's not a warranty i mean mm-hmm. you don't know what's on it so if there is a quick claim deed we get a warranty deed to basically clean that title up mm. yeah the, now the warranty deed that's that's the most that's what you want that's, that's the, the most, most desirable yeah that's the most general that, that's a that's a deed that's been fully examined. The research has been done. The homework's been done on it. You know you've got good deed to that property right. with a warranty deed. And you've got no no problems to worry about down the line. You, and if you do, there's title insurance that covers you right. on that stuff. So. The problem in the, uh, that I, we see a lot of times, though, is um, people create their own warranty deeds. They'll print one off the computer and, oh. here, I'm going to give you my property. and Legal, Legal.com. Yeah. And yeah. that's not, that doesn't, well, I have a warranty deed. Okay. But your neighbor just wrote it on a piece of paper and handed it to you. You know, that yeah. there's really no warranty and the, there. The, 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 right. The, uh, what is it, meets and bounds is not, it's not accurate. accurate yeah. Or, you know, it wasn't written right. the way it was supposed to. They just right. copied the legal description from the tax appraisal. Right, right. <laughs> And, and and that type of that type of deed, I mean, that wouldn't even probably wouldn't even be enforceable in a court, would it, Lou? I mean, I, I wouldn't. I would think it'd be very tough to have something to just print it off the computer. You, most title companies are going to want to redo it. Yeah. yeah, it it is a legal document though, if it's recorded, it's notarized, um, recorded. Yeah, because once you record it, we, this is a really funny story because we had this actually happen. Is a guy deeded a property to his ex wife. And she didn't know, oh. but it was it was not a good reason that he did it. It was for claims and stuff like that. And so, yeah, if it's if it's filed, it's it's legitimately at that point a warranty deed. But if you don't have a title policy, it didn't mean that the title was clear when they gave you the warranty deed. Right, right. There was a story so recently in the headlines. Yes, it makes, makes you responsible, responsible for that lien now. Is there yeah. anything that's on there? Well, there was a story recently in the headlines where a guy had, uh, I, I think he'd end up killing himself. It was something something criminal going on. But he had used a quick claim deed to give two homes to a woman in California. And she Didn't said she had no idea yep. that he had deeded these homes to her through quick claim deeds um, one in 2020 and one in 2021. Is this the bomber guy? That, it's the yes. bomber guy, yeah. Oh. And, the Tennessee bomber and guy. And he, you know, just basically gave this woman, these homes were worth total, I think, something close to $800,000. Yes. Wow. And she allegedly had no idea. How is that even possible that someone could do that? That someone could... Uh, because you can. You, can. you just can do you it. Can. As long as you yeah. have the ownership, you, you are 
legally able without to the to recipient's it. knowledge. Yeah, yes. because there's no place for them to sign. Yeah, you know, right. they don't have to acknowledge that they're receiving it. It's right. just you signing it over to somebody else. And and would that even well? Let's take Texas because Texas obviously is your area of expertise. Uh, in Texas, would something like that even be enforceable or legal? Could the person that receives that, even if they had no knowledge of it, could they legally do something with that property? Could they own it, transfer it, sell it themselves? With it being it, a quick claim was, deed is yeah, the problem. As was, yeah, as long as there's no heirs that come along and yeah. and and claim the property or have a have a have a, a right to the property. And in that case, I don't think there was anybody. Was there? I, I don't think he so. Did he have any children but if he or something? in Texas, see if he did that and died in test state, and he had quit claimed that to her before he died. If he, he had children, heirs, they could come back. They and, could come back and claim it. Yes. Or claim their their fifty percent or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. How co- how common an issue is that for someone to uh, sell a property? And you know, we've gone through the legal process. We've got a warranty deed on the property, and then. You know, five years, ten years down the road, a uh, a child, a cousin, someone pops up and goes, "Hey, uh, I should have had a claim on this property." How common is that, really? Not very. I've, not, I've never seen it myself in, yeah. in, in the length of time that I've been doing real estate. I've only had one deal where we actually tracked down and found that there was a kid somewhere, but they had passed away, right. and then they didn't have any kids. It was a mess, but the lady that actually ended up with the interest absolutely fought for her interest. Mm. She wanted it. Yeah, mm. I, I didn't think it was a really common, terribly common problem. That's what but I've heard about that's it. That's what titles for because yeah. you yeah. track down and make sure there's nobody there, out there. There will be sometimes that we have some major issues. Oh, we had one oh, in yes. Electra. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. Um, the, the gentleman that purchased the property, oh, sold the property, he um, he passed away, or he purchased the property with another person in common. Like, they, they weren't married, they weren't, I don't, I don't know if they were siblings or anything like that, but he purchased this property in Electra, and then she passed away. And then, so, he got 100% of the, of the, Right of survivorship. Right of survivorship. Right. Yeah, because the deed that they had filed was one of with right of survivorship. Yes. Okay. So meaning if she passes away, then the the other fifty percent goes straight to him gotcha. instead of to her heirs. Um, and so whenever he passed away, he left the property to his son, and then his son sold the property to another party, and then she got dementia. And wound up oh, in, a, in wow. a nursing home, and so her aunt was trying to sell the property in her in her behalf. I, oh, goodness. so yeah, it was it was it was like that twisty was turny. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was one of yours. It took us a year and a half to get this one sold, but we finally did wow. it. Wow, yes. wow. is that one the one uh, yes. that you called me about? Yes, yeah. we finally so found that, it. That is very complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and they I do can, get very complicated, and I can see where a, a situation like that also, depending on the property involved and the number of people involved, could get really expensive too, in terms of, of legal action. If there's a lot of back and forth, uh, you know. Well, in this particular instance, the title company told us that the only way to cure it would be to get an, an attorney to, you know, clear up the title. You know, like go to a judge and, and get it cleared up with the judge. Right. So yeah, that could have wound up costing. A, a couple, 
least a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. But it, eventually, we figured out that that wasn't the case. That it was that that it was a good transfer. I'm surprised you could get out of it, it that cheap, actually. Well, I think that's what the attorney had told us that it was going to be wow. like twenty five hundred dollars to be able to at least file this with the judge. Right. Now, once but you've got to read your title and you've got to know what you're looking at because, right. like one one line. Right of survivorship says it all. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's and that was the one thing that cleared everything up is so, the right of survivorship. Well, bottom line is you you got to use a title company, and you got to and you got to have a warranty deed, and you've got to make sure that that way you can ensure that you've got good deed to the property, you've got clear title, everything's going to be okay. Um, so, you know, ladies, walk us through here when someone purchases a home, they they start this process of buying a new home. And buying it, or selling, or, or sell, or selling. Well, selling or buying, either one. <laughs> I mean, but you know, you're selling a home. You, you, at some point, at what point do you get the title company involved in the process? When do they step into the picture? Well, first, you would need to contact a real estate agent. Yes, and you decide that you want to sell your property. The most important thing, really, is to figure out what, in what pro, in in, in what market we're dealing. Right. right now, we're dealing with a seller's market. Yes. I mean, you can't list anything right now fast enough. I mean, it just as soon as you list it, it sells. So that is number one. And you don't want to just say, oh, well, Zillow says my property is worth $150,000. Oh. That's the worst thing that you can do. You want to really talk to a real estate agent so that we can give you an accurate estimate of value right. because you have no idea how many thousands of dollars you're leaving on the table. That's true. So you really, even if you you don't want to pay a commission or you say, oh, you know, real estate agents don't work, don't don't earn their money. Well, guess what? Yes, we do. We we may not we may not work as hard as as you know some agents may not work so hard, but you know a, a, a good portion of us will be really hard working. A good dedicated life. agent is going to work hard for you because yeah. number one, they want to earn that commission. Number two, the only way they're going to earn that commission is if they sell your property. Right. It doesn't Period. cost anything to list with a real estate agent. Nothing costs anything until we sit right. down and we sign and we sell. Um, so getting that getting that CMA, which is cost market analysis, is really crucial to selling your property. And a real estate agent is going to have all the tools and all the access to everything. I mean, we're going to look at several different formats. I mean, we're going to look in MLS. We're going to also look on the tax appraisal. We're going to we're going to combine all of that information and be able to provide you with everything that you need. Not to mention, we can go over to your house and take a look at the property and assess what things you might need to fix here and there in order to maximize the amount of money that you receive. Because that's the whole bottom line here is, is to make sure that you're getting the most for your buck. And that's another important thing too, is when, when that real estate agent comes to your home to, to look at the home and kind of help you evaluate the situation, they're an impartial party at that point. This, they don't have an emotional attachment to this property. So they're going to, the real estate agent is going to see things perhaps that you might miss. Correct. They're going to look at things in a little different light and, and have a, a, a more of an, of a, um, uh, you know, objective view rather than such a subjective view of it. Because when you're emotionally attached to it, you, you may think it's worth a lot more than it really is. That's another thing too. You can yeah, over, you can, you can price a home so high that, that you scare uh, potential buyers away from it, can't you? Well, or you just make it so that it stays on the market a little bit longer than necessary. Right. Right. So, uh, and that, and that's another point too, is that we know what will 
sell for the most money. Like, for instance, there's different kinds of loans. There's an FHA, there's a VA, and then there's conventional. And each one of those types of loans has different um, requirements. requirements, Yes. So an FHA loan and a VA loan, they don't like to see peeling paint. There can't be any wood rot. There can't be, I mean, there's certain things in your home that cannot be in at, at, at the time of closing or whenever they do the appraisal, mm-hmm. you can't be, ha- you can't have that at the home. So a, a real estate agent, we already kind of know what those things are and right. we can help spot them out. You know, like, so I, I went and did a, a listing presentation the other day and the first thing that you see when you walk in the house was torn up carpet and, and then, you know, I mean, and, and then we walked around the house, and and there was some parts on the on the the eaves that also were concerning to me because a, a, an FHA appraiser would have looked at it and would have said that you know that that needed to get fixed. Right. So we try to make sure that those things are fixed before we even get it on the market. That way, it's never an, even an issue. So right. that's another good reason for us to call a real estate agent so that we can help you triage your house before you sell it. Right. And I can say on the title side of that, yes. people who do for sale by owner um, don't understand those things. So the, mm. the buyer has a real estate agent. The appraiser comes out, and, of course, there's peeling paint. What they don't understand is they just pushed closing back right. because now you have to yeah. do all those repairs and then have it reappraised so that FHA will accept, have the FHA right. inspector. Right. So you can save and yourself a lot of time. costing more money because right. every time that FHA or VA appraiser has to go out to the property, it winds up costing another 100, 150 bucks. Right. So, right. you know, I mean, there's certain things that we can do to help you facilitate the process and make it so that it's a smooth transition. Right. Well, and, and uh, you know, again, to the importance of the, of the title <laughs> company and the, and the processes that you guys do, you provide really an almost invaluable uh, legal process here for for the, the buyer and the seller. Yes, and a lot of, we we are not legal. We can't give legal advice. We can't tell you what you need to do. Right, Our job right. is to clean, but a lot of people think that, well, we'll we can clean it up. We order the documents that you need. Right. Um, one thing that I think every realtor knows too is people don't understand how important it is to have your assets in line in case anything happens because the hardest part of selling a home for someone who is deceased Mm -hmm. is whether they have a will or not and And when there's probated when there's no will it's a lot tougher situation you can't just sell it to your cousin yeah let's go back to the ladybird deed for just a moment how does that work with someone if, if they if they have a will do they need, is a ladybird deed an unnecessary instrument to get into? Uh, or if they, or if they don't have a will, uh, is, is the ladybird deed still something, does, does that, Sometimes can that take the place have, of a will? Yes. Okay. It'll take place. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think it will hurt anything to have a will and a ladybird bird deed. The ladybird deed just protects the person that's still living in the house, gotcha. but it helps whoever they're giving the property to with the transfer, right. the tax issue, and, right. and all inheritance yeah. stuff. It, it eliminates some, some steps in that process. Yes. Very good. Well, what, are, what other topics with the title company do we need to cover today that, that you want to cover? Is there anything that we've missed? 
we're, we probably have tons of things that we I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we have. So I'm sure we do. Yeah, that's the one thing that I love about real estate is that there's never a talk, there's never a dull moment. We can always yeah. talk about something. You simply don't run out of, of things you can discuss. There are stories. There's, there's always oh stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's so there's so much information that, that can be shared. And, you know, and one of the things, and we talked about this before we started recording the show today, is the buyer doesn't pay for any of it. That's correct. A buyer is, you know, they don't pay for commission. They they might have close. They'll have closing costs. Closing costs, yeah. Once you know, depending on the loan and. But the seller pays the commission. But the the seller is the one that pays the commission. So contacting a real estate agent is only for your. I mean, it's it's to your benefit. Right. Because then you have somebody that's fighting for you. You have somebody that's on your side, and that's going to be able to get get you everything that you want, all the repairs that you might need, um, or you know, have access to everything that needs to get done on the property. Well, whether you're looking at you know what's the value of the home, what what should we price it at, Correct. all and the information. Do, yeah, a buyer's agent is also yeah. going to do their own independent CMA on right. the property that you're planning on purchasing, right? So that you can tell if you're getting something that value right or if and, you're and overpaying for it yeah, it's just that there, there's such a plethora if we can use that word of information that that's it's a fun word that's a it's a it's a mm-hmm. all those five dollar words we throw out <laughs> once in a while plethora there's so much information that you need to be armed with when going into a transaction mm-hmm. whether you're the seller or the buyer i mean there's just so much information you really need to have to do this and do this well whether it's about the title process or any or any other aspect of it and there's there's a you can so, you know, one of the things that we're going to do as agents is we're, we've got a list of things we're going to go through with you. Yeah, we have a checklist. Yeah, and and we're going to cover all those things on this show. But when you sit down with a client, you're going to cover every one of those things in detail. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you're going to do we what the agent does. We're going to do a lot of that legwork for you. Correct. And I mean, people can do all of that legwork, but the the process of oh. buying and selling a property is so stressful for most people that adding an agent in there to kind of help you get through that process. I mean, I've had people call right. me up and say, I've already got a buyer. I'm just, I just, I don't know what to do. So right. help me out. And even if you do, if you're in that, in that situation where you have a buyer, it would help you to contact a real estate agent. And a lot of real estate agents will do something called a contract for a contract fee. So basically they're just helping you write the contract and, and, you know, give you, point you in the right direction of where you need to go and make sure that the title has everything that they need. And you just, you, you're, you're there to facilitate the process. And I've had so many people that have done that. And I mean, it, it makes a little bit of money for me, not quite, it's not going to be, you know, the com- a huge commission check or anything like that, but it makes me feel like I'm helping, which is something that I love to do. Right. And from the title standpoint, we get the contract. So if it's a for sale by owner, that they filled out the contract. Mm -hmm. We can't help you with what it says. You filled it out. You signed it. So a lot of times it comes down to, well, I didn't want to pay for that. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't want that to happen. Well, you should have got a realtor because now you've already, it's in writing. You're in a contract now. (laughs) Yeah. And people don't understand that is a binding contract. If if you don't follow it or you break it, you can be sued for it. Right. And and going back to the the contents of the contract, you, you know, we can't give, we, we can't practice law. We can't give legal information as, as realtors. You can as a, as a title uh, company. 
But at that point, then, if, if someone doesn't understand something in that contract or any of those documents, then that's where they go to an attorney mm-hmm. and say, hey, explain this to me, what the legal terms mean here. We that's can, when you get no, the lawyer involved. We, can, we yeah. can explain what the legal terms are in a contract. Yeah. That's not a, that's not the issue, is if they want to add or modify the contract. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. we yeah. That, you know, like I've had people that don't want to do the, the, the uh, force majeure. They want to take that out of the contract. Which is, which is which just means that if there's anything that happens to the property, like a lightning strike or a flood or anything right, like that, right. then they then they um, then they are not required to fix the property before selling it. Uh, but you know, I've had people that say, you know, I just want to take that out of the contract. We can't do that. We can't right. just remove something from the contract because this is a promulgated form by attorneys. So if you want to change anything to a contract that um, that would modify or change anything that's already in there, then you would, yes, need to talk to an attorney. Yeah, that's where that, that comes into play. Well, we've only got a, a minute or two left here in the show. Is there anything at all that you can think of that we haven't covered on the title side that you would like to include in today's show? We'll have some time for questions. <laughs> yeah, so like our like our page, subscribe yeah. to our, our, our podcast. And if you have any questions in the next show, we right. will try and answer those questions. Right. And uh, Linnell is available to anybody that wants to call yeah. <laughs> yeah. and get some questions or if they're interested in selling their property. Mm. Um, she can definitely give you guys all the information that you need in order to get the process done. Right. And right now, it's the best time to sell. We're kind of in a perfect storm right now when it comes to market market mm. value. It's really crazy yeah, right now. I mean, it's it's really really crazy. You can, I mean, you might have paid fifty thousand dollars for your home, and you might be able to sell it for eighty thousand dollars, which is a crazy you know gain on your property. Mm. Oh, gains on personal property is not taxable. So yes. up until like five hundred thousand, I think. I think, is what it, I think is. it is. Yeah, I think it's five hundred thousand dollars if you or if you're married, and two hundred fifty thousand dollars if you're single. I think now does that just apply to your your residence? Your, yes, your, it only applies to your homestead. Okay, gotcha. So. It, um, if you want to sell your property, now is a very good time to list yeah, with, with, with with a real estate agent. So interest interest rates are right. really low, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And that won't last forever. No. At no. some point, they'll go up a little bit. <laughs> at some point, they're going to go up a little bit. And at some point, yeah. market values are also going to change. Now, it right. may take a couple of years for that to happen. Sure. Um, because we do have a lot of REOs that are going to be coming up in the next year or two. Once that gets settled, but uh, I mean, that's really, I mean, right now we have a lot of buyers and not, not enough property on the market. We have a very high inventory Mm -hmm. of buyers. So, you know, now is, if you're thinking about selling within now in the next six months, the time is now and you can call Linnell and she can be your expert realtor. Well, Strategic Realty is the is the uh, name of the uh, real estate agency. And if, if people want to reach out to us, the phone number is? 940-689-7900. There you go. And, of course, the, the web page is strategicrealty.net. Strategic, yep, that's correct. Okay. And, and you, uh, we can get you in touch with Strategic Hero. Yeah. And you can go there and you can search the properties available in the local area at strategicrealty.net as well. That's correct. All right. So join us next time for another episode of Strategic Moves with Lou. See you then.